we're taking your questions and talking about kink. Welcome to BSing with Barak and Shiva on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. If you're offended by this type of content or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Right now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's starting already. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I know. I think maybe we shouldn't have taken that five-hour energy. Who's we, white girl? <laughs> <laughs> Me and the mouse in my pocket. Absolutely. I did not take any five-hour energy today. I uh, I just have been living it naturally. I was a little tired. I understand. Okay. Well, you, we were up late last night, yeah. and um, we went to see The Lion King. Which was amazing. It was. If you Anybody, if you <clears throat> have a chance to go out and watch live theater, I mean, I, I personally, I personally love live theater. I know. <laughs> I, I No, I'm... I'm um, I know you're like that close to a, uh, no, a gay man. No, I am homosexual. Yes, Whatever. I'm just, I, you know, it's the energy, not necessarily. The, but anyway, I <laughs> Ladies, love a Broadway show. I have a gay man <laughs> in my husband's body who loves to go watch the theater. I do. I love the theater. I yeah, love one of the his theater. favorites was Wicked. <laughs> yeah, Wicked was great. I loved Wicked. And, you know, the interesting thing about Wicked is I, I just I just love the singing and the dancing. I love it all. I know. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Like I said, <laughs> I've got the best of both worlds, it's true, funny. It's true. So what are we actually talking about tonight? Well, we're talking about BSing, and I think that we should uh, take a question first. Oh, okay. You want to take a question sure, first, or you want, sure, you want to BS some more? I will answer any question you have. Throw right. it at me. All right. So I had a, uh, a young lady um, send me a question that she was curious about. She said, my husband and I have started filling out our fetish lists. And what she's talking about, obviously, is the is the online, you know, name your own fetish list. And it goes through and you say, yes, no, maybe, possibly, never, um, whatever, in, 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 a, in a rundown list. Yeah. Yeah, I could totally, um, I remember doing that mm-hmm. when we were first oh, God, getting yes. into it. it and great. it seemed like every box was no, 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 or... I have no fucking clue what that is. I know. I, I remember that... <laughs> we should go out online and find one of those lists and do it again and see what the result is. I wish we'd have saved our first result. We did. We did? I have it upstairs, yeah. Oh. Keep it hidden. Okay. And we'll go out tonight and we'll, we'll do one of the out. online ones. Okay. <laughs> see and what then happens. we'll compare them. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. I can do that. So anyway, what was her actual question? Her actual question was, my husband and I have started filling out our fetish list and talking about what we want well i have discovered that we are so different in our likes and dislikes we can't seem to come to a consensus on common kinks i'm just looking for advice on what exactly to do about this particular impasse well i I mean you need to communicate with each other and i would say that the first thing you want to do is find one that you would actually do with your partner that it, maybe it's not going to be the greatest turn on for you, but it's something you're willing to do for the person that you love and the person that you're in relationship with and take that leap of faith and allow them to have that fantasy moment and fulfill that for them. And then communicate again on what you liked, what you didn't like, and then try one of yours and have your partner play the same role that you did and allow you to fill out your fantasy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I look at it in a kind of a different way than, than that. I, I I would look at this in terms of 
there are going to be, be nobody's exactly identical. Nobody's no couple has exactly the same fetishes, and it and that's okay. Sometimes you find that there, like for instance, there are things that you like. You have this whole shoe thing going on, and I I'm not so much into that. No, you like your boots though. Mm-hmm. I do like my boots, but that doesn't mean I. I have. That doesn't mean you're going to let me boots. trample you. No, no. Yeah, I'm just not into that. And and so there there are going to be people who have differences in fetish, and and you can do one of two things. Um, you can participate willingly with your partner in something that that you don't particularly enjoy greatly, if that if that's okay with you. Otherwise, um, I'm always a suggestion to find and make agreements that, for opening up your relationship. Right. Well, but that takes it, that takes it to the next level right. of assuming that people are going to jump into polyamory just because they're kinky. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people who are in, in kink um, aren't necessarily poly. Maybe they're monogamous and they only want to play with their partner. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's some level of poly that they are willing to open up and play with other people, but not necessarily actually engage in sexual relations with another person. Maybe it's just a play thing. Sure, sure. And that's, I guess that's what I'm talking about. I don't necessarily, I'm not encouraging people going beyond their comfort zones. Uh I'm more encouraging them to seek out and, and, and find their desires, whether it be with their partner or somebody else. And in doing so, evaluate how far that can occur with someone other than their partner. Yeah. Because, uh, for instance, there are things that I like that I don't necessarily want to have a relationship with this other person. I would like to create this energy, do this kinky thing, and then move move back into our relationship. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. So, you know, I we had just talked to a gentleman that we'll call John. <laughs> And uh, it was via email, and mm-hmm. he was asking about um, his partner was actually um, engaged in trying to start um, a relationship outside of theirs, and it was their first foray into poly, simply because he was, um, he's a dominant, mm-hmm. but she just didn't find that connection with him. She found it with someone else. Yeah. And that actually happened with us as well, because as dominant as you are, you are just not the dominant for me. Right. You know, right. because we have a 50-50 relationship. And if you were to try and dictate to me how many shoes I could have, for example, I don't think that would work for us. No, no. Yeah. So my advice to them was make really solid agreements, mm-hmm. meet with all the parties involved, you know, and decide what your needs want wants and desires with this other person are and then follow it see where it takes you don't step over your boundaries with your primary partner mm-hmm. and and bring it home hot yeah absolutely that's that's something that that uh and we'll give a shout out to lookout lookout brought that into our because if circle. there's anybody who can bring home hot, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. If there's anybody who can bring home hot, it's it's, it's certainly look out. <laughs> oh, he's so cute right now. You're blushing. No, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> there's no need to go into that uh, here on the podcast. <laughs> so, I guess that answers that question. I would say that there are going to be places where you do have an impasse, and that's where you start to negotiate. That's where you start to determine exactly. How important is that piece 
to you. And sometimes uh, you can break it down to the to the bare essence of what that kink is. Uh-huh. For instance, if you have a shoe fetish, is it is it the is it the wearing of the shoe? Is it the the control of standing on somebody? Is it the leather of the shoe? Is it the sole of the shoe? Is it actually um, experiencing the foot standing on you, or is it placing the the shoe on the foot, or is it the the a combination thereof? Is it boot blagging? There, because there's so many different aspects to shoe just shoe fetishes, right? Mm-hmm. That once you determine what it is that you you prefer what it what the root of that fetish is or that that desire is then you can break that down even further into how does that mean something to you and by distilling that that fetish into its bare essentials you may be able to find some common ground mm-hmm. is it the power aspect of it or is it the um the shoe itself so to speak okay does that make sense yeah it makes total yeah sense so so i i, w- I would not I would not stop until you come to a firm impasse where you say, no, this just isn't going to work. You know, like, for instance, if somebody said, let's, let's go to a more, more, um, a common fetish where somebody says, I like to flog someone that may not be your kink. Mm -hmm. That just might not. I don't, I have no interest in being struck by leather straps. Okay. However, I like being caned or paddled. Okay. And so the other person, if their fetish is flogging, is it the, the, the spanking of the bottom or is it the using of the leather or what part is it? Mm-hmm. And you can make and some can com- that be transferred right. to... Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, do you feel like we've come to an impasse on that particular question? I <laughs> don't know, but let's just say we'll compromise and say yes. <laughs> so can I go to where we've been? Absolutely. Yay! So we just spent an entire AIS filled weekend with all of our kinky friends here in Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. We started out on Friday with the meet and greet, had like tons of people there. Um, a bunch of people went afterwards to the Fetish Friday, which is another event that happens here in Columbus. Um, and then we had an all-day intensive, um, a, a rough body intensive with uh, none other than Rough and Murado bringing us the Rough Crowd Roadshow. He did an excellent job. And I think our people here in Columbus really appreciated all the information that he had to share with them. And I saw a lot of them make use of that information that same night Mm -hmm. at the champagne room party. Yep. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of hotness. I had a great time. I I, I always love those part those one night parties where it's like it's like a Ronco TV thing. We just set it and forget it. (laughs) Really? You just showed your age. (laughs) No, they still do that, don't they? No. (laughs) Come on, they have to do that. They've been doing that forever. He tell me he's dead or something. Yeah. I'm sorry. Ron Popillo? Dead. Dead. Right. Well, don't take my word for that because I don't know. <laughs> well, I, just, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I, I'd hate to, uh, I'd hate to, to, you know, Ron, if you're still alive, we're sorry. We're sorry. And, and if you aren't alive, well, you're still dead. And um, I, I, having those one night parties are great because as, as AIS leadership, as, as the organizers, we can have the crew come in work with the crew, assemble, set, do everything. And at eight o'clock, 
that that snowball is already halfway down the hill. Right. And Absolutely. it's gathered momentum. There's nothing we can do anymore. It's yeah. at eight o'clock. That snowball has reached maximum velocity, <laughs> and and it's just going to keep rolling. Right. There's nothing we can do rolling, about rolling, it that rolling, time. Rolling. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now I have that stupid song in my head. You have started rolling, rolling, ear. rolling. Stop my it. balls are swollen. That thing is rolling. Put them up, sick them down. I'm telling you, I think my favorite part of the one night parties. Is when we get to go to breakfast at like butt crack of dawn in the morning with our crew that helped set up and tear down and just have that, that camaraderie and that moment Mm -hmm. that it's a team bonding experience where we're all kind of stupid. It's, you know, it's early in the morning, four o'clock in the morning and we're tired as hell Mm -hmm. and we're carving out and it's an amazing amount of fun. Yeah, I do. I do like that. I, I like the debrief. I like the. I like when people say, hey, I saw this great scene and wow, that was incredible. You know, this suspension was great or that, you know, and they're not giving who did it or what did it or, you know, but they'll say, this was my favorite thing. I saw a connection between two people that was really hot or I was walking through the back and I I just heard the moans of some, somebody in, 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 in rapture and pleasure Mm -hmm. to be able to be a part of that debriefing. It really for stalls uh, drop and it really creates that. I thought the carbs were what (laughs) held the drop at bay. No, (laughs) I don't know. But by the time we roll in at five 30 in the morning, we're, we're toast. Yeah. We're toast. Yeah. So do you want to talk about what else we did? Sure. Sure. Not that weekend, but the weekend after that. Oh, you're talking about the the playing uh, Superman. Oh yeah. I was going to say greatest American hero. Right, Greatest American hero. Absolutely. (laughs) We did something called, Jetpacking, which this is not this is not related to fudge packing now. (laughs) (laughs) So it's actually a water-based sport. So you're strapped to this jetpack on your back, which weighs maybe about twenty-five pounds, and it has a like a I don't know like what eight-inch diameter hose Mm -hmm. that's attached to it that runs to. It looks like an upside-down canoe, and this thing is actually an engine that shoots water from the pond that you're in or the lake that you're in up into the jetpack, and the jetpack sprays it out Mm -hmm. and elevates you up over the water. It's like 450 pounds of thrust or something like that. I like when you say thrust. Thrust. That kind of distracted me. So, <laughs> there's actually video of the two of us doing this, and maybe at some point, when I'm not completely embarrassed about... No, we're we're going we're gonna to make some cuts and put them into the video <laughs> podcast. Because it was... I thought it was going to be easier than it was. Yeah. The steering on that thing? Quite finicky. Yes. Quite finicky. <laughs> there was... It was really weird because you'd, you'd like lean left and all of a sudden you'd be like flying left at 20 miles an hour and, you know. Right. Or or he offered us the option of doing the submarine, which means that he was going to go ahead and let you go face first into the water with that jetpack on, forcing you down into the water. And I'm like, um, no, I was doing that on my own. <laughs> I really don't need to volunteer to do it again because it scared the piss out of me. Literally. I'm not going to say that on the air, but there were more water sports involved. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I loved that. I really enjoyed it. It was, it was something on on the bucket list that I that I'm, I'm happy we did, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not going to be one of those things that I I go, hey, let's do that 50 million times, or let's jump out of an airplane again. It's going to be more of a check. Did right, it? 
Been there. Right. <laughs> been there, done that, seen it. Yeah. Moving on. Okay. So speaking of been there, done that, seen it, should we take another question? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> which, which, which one do you want to take? Oh, oh, there's one on here that actually intrigued me. Um, what kinds of toys and equipment should I have when I'm brand new? How do I choose them, buy them, care for them, and can I make my own? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of questions in there to pick right. and choose from. Well, let's start with let's start with um, what kind of toys and equipment should I have when I'm brand new? And I would say they're attached to your body, right? They're in between your ears and at the end of each of your arms, mm-hmm. or at the end of both of your legs too. Or in between your legs. <laughs> That's a good toy. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, when... It, it, I guess answering this question is a combination. Because when we first started out, I was looking for every, every kind of pervertible, everything around the house that I could use to hit you with. Yeah, spatulas, wooden spoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cat toys. Yeah, cat, cat toys. <laughs> no, not, really. not really cat toys, no. <laughs> He kept sprinkling the catnip on the ground like it was going to have some kind of effect on me. <laughs> Look. Well, you know there are a lot of kittens and kitties out there. Totally. If I, if I could lick myself, mm-hmm. I would never leave the house. Well, that's true. <laughs> but I don't know that they could see that on the audio podcast. Maybe on the video podcast. Maybe on the video. If, if I, don't I know ever that YouTube get to will, a point right. in my yoga practice that mm-hmm. I can do that. I don't know that YouTube will let us put that on there. <laughs> And if you do get to that point, let me know because I'll certainly hire you out to many porn stars. And we can make some money because we're not, you know. We're <laughs> we anyway. are so distractible today. I know. Let's talk about toys. Okay. So, like I said, I started looking around the house to make other things. And I bought a book um, by, um, what's, oh, Doug, what's, what's Douglas, what's Doug's net, what his name? Kent. Doug Kent. Douglas Kent. Um, we, we bought a book uh, that Douglas Kent made. Uh, about probably 10 or 15 years ago called The Better Built Bondage Book. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. And we just went through that, and it, it had all these ways to make some great toys on how to play with each other, how to how to play with yourself. And I, I went through and made a bunch. I went through and made a bunch. Rope, floggers. Um, there's this there's this thing that uh, that a couple of people in the community are making now, call, and they're calling them, what are those? The kebabs. They're calling them kebabs. And are you talking about evil sticks? No, no, they're not evil sticks. Evil sticks you have to make with um, small fiberglass rods. But no, they're making these things. There's a couple of people out there making these things called kebabs. And what they're doing is they're taking um, uh, little bamboo uh, shrimp skewers or bamboo skewers. Uh-huh. And they're bundling them up and taping them together or something like that. And using them as, as abrasion toys or as, as pokey toys. It's a sensation you know, in, inexpensive Wartenberg wheels kind of thing without the wheel. That's genius. Yeah, it's, it so is. it's great. Really, I and mean, so, the answer to this question is: Can I make my own? Absolutely. Obviously, heck yes. Yeah, I would. I would certainly. Do you remember the first time we went and bought rope? Yeah. <laughs> with that old guy. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do with that? I'm gonna tie up my wife. And he looks over at Chief and says, "Sure you are." Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." He didn't believe that at all. And no. what did we spend? Like. I don't know, we spent a bunch of money. No, it wasn't a lot for the rope. It was dirt cheap. Well, we spent, we spent, we got, um, we went to Lowe's, I think, or or Dom Depot, and we ended up spending, I don't know, 30, 40 bucks on rope. And we bought a whole bunch of rope to tie up with, and then some thicker rope 
to unlay and make into a flogger. And make into a flogger. Right. Yeah. Because if you if you don't know the history of, of the cat of nine tails and the floggers, essentially on uh, as a as a punishment on old boats, on they would take mooring lines and big, thick, heavy sisal and hemp rope that they would use for um, or manila, and they would unlay it. And the reason it's called a cat of nine tails is because it traditionally had three twists, and they and those three twists were twisted yeah. three times, right. right? And so they unlaid it three times, um, and had nine nine tails on the end of this thing. But didn't they hook something on the end of it? What do you want? I, I I had always assumed there was something on the end of them. Nope, just whipping. Okay, just whipping, and, and if that, okay. and they would hit hit you with it, and man. That was not a pleasurable experience, I'd imagine, because <laughs> it's it was not it was it was certainly um, not the friendly soft nylon rope that we have today. No, 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 no. So, how do you choose these things? Whatever feels good. Use your body. Mm-hmm. I would say first things first. Go and get the the dollar store version or the Dom Depot version or the homemade version and try it. Before you go out and spend your hard-earned dollars on something that may just end up in the top of the closet and never be used again. Because this can lead into a a really long and winding path of paraphernalia. And, And by that I mean that we have ended up with probably two closets worth of stuff. I mean, we use very infrequently. Yeah. Yeah. When I go, and even now... I'll go to a play party and I'll bring a toy bag and a rope bag. And at the end of the night, when everything's said and done, I put my toy bag away and I might have used three toys. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Right. Now, my rope bag, my rope bag gets a fair amount of use. That wasn't true in the beginning. Yeah, it wasn't true in the beginning. Right. It was. I, I was not good at rope at all until until I, I met some crazy guy named Low Life. What? That's his name. Low Life? Lokai. Oh. Lokai... Don't tell him we told you. But <laughs> Chai is the is the uh, Hebrew word for life. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and so it was perfect. Low high, low high, and um, and so uh, Lokai. Now I'm getting confused. Lokai uh, showed was rigging somebody at a at an event, and really knows what he's doing. Really high class rigger, mm-hmm. um, probably one of the top in, in in at least the nation, and he rigged this woman had her from standing on the floor to up in the air in maybe eight minutes at the most Mm -hmm. and it was a beautiful tie really great and had her spinning around and he was hurting her yeah so that's another way to decide go to events Mm -hmm. go to parties watch what people are playing with be inspired you know try something you know ask somebody nicely um can i see your toy can i try your toy can i touch myself with your toy can i touch my submissive with your toy and and most people will be pretty nice about it and and actually give you instruction along with allowing you to to play with their toy Mm -hmm. so that you can figure out if you want to get your own or not and if you come to an ais event of which we have one coming up soon we have a whole crap load we have we do we we (laughs) We, all of the toys that have been donated to AIS over time and all of the toys that we have purchased for uh, AIS members and AIS uh, attendees 
what we do with those is we put them on these toy racks and we put them out for your perusal and pleasure. Mm -hmm. And you're more than welcome to use those at, at Cope uh, and Wicked uh, because we don't bring them to club events because it's, it's just one more hassle that we don't want to deal with. But if you uh, come to Cope and Wicked, we have these, these toys for your use on racks and you can try them out. Mm -hmm. You know, no, it's included in the cost of admission. You just... Grab one, have fun, make sure it gets cleaned before you put it back. But, but certainly, it's 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 well worth doing because we have rubber and and floggers and paddles and canes and blah 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 blah. We got it all. Yeah. So speaking of events in Cope, mm -hmm. if you are thinking about Cope, now is the time to to get your tickets. We are about to uh, increase the price in a couple days. And we've had a couple cancellations, so we have about 15 more tickets left after those cancellations. After those cancellations. Right. We were, we were kind of sold out for a little while, but we um, are opening up about 15 tickets for you. So if you are interested in getting to COPE on September 13th and 14th, now's the time. Now is the time. On the, on the website, you will find uh, the adventuresinsexuality.org website. You'll find the COPE links. Go find them. Go grab some tickets. And... Join us for a heck of a party. Yeah, and a great educational opportunity. And speaking of educational opportunities, <laughs> there's more to hear on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. Each week you can listen to the original Erotic Awakening Podcast with Dan and Don, and it's an educational, entertaining exploration of all things erotic. And then once monthly, you can catch a very special episode of Erotic Awakening with uh, none other than Lee Harrington. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Dan the other day. Mm -hmm. We had gone to lunch, and I had mentioned something that he had he had talked about in his podcast. And he's like, "You actually listen to that?" And I'm like, well, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I have a 30 minute drive to work. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? And he was surprised. He was very surprised. He says, "Well, uh, I don't listen to yours." And I said, "That's probably great. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good idea because we're going to talk about you about midway through the show." Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> And I won't mention anything about you being on your knees at a particular camp this past summer. So hopefully you didn't hear that. <laughs> no, you know what's going to happen. Is, He's going to listen to this one. Right, he'll listen to this one. <laughs> if you haven't had an opportunity, uh, you may want to consider supporting The Room. The Room is uh, one of Columbus's educational facilities here in Ohio. It's put on by the Columbus Insight Center. Dan and Dawn are sponsoring that. And it's a great place to learn uh, via the Monkey Puzzle Club, uh, experience via any number of things that Dan and Don do there, and you're also going to find some of the meetings there. Like, we have a, a switch round table that actually happens there, and the next one is happening on August 22nd, mm -hmm. and you're never going to believe this. It's the five-year anniversary of the wow. switch round table. Yeah. It has been. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, I can't so we're going to have a potluck, mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about where we think we've grown for the past five years and where we think we're going in the future. Mm -hmm. Now, there is there is another thing happening there that yeah. we that we're going to be we're going to be talking about here shortly, and I think that's the the dominance roundtable. Yes, that, that is actually coming up as well. That is on I think the thirteenth of August. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a there's a submissive roundtable coming up as mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. and that is going. The SRT is on the sixth of August at the room at seven o'clock. That is this. What? Tuesday. Yeah, that's coming Tuesday. That's Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yep. So 
another thing is the new to kink meeting. The new to kink meeting is on. But that doesn't happen at the room. No, that doesn't happen in the room. That happens at Donato's. And I believe this one is on, I want to say this one's August 15th? Yes. Okay. That's what it says on the paper. That's what it says on the paper. You don't think it would lie, do you? It might. It's the third, so that's that's the day it'll be. Yeah. And uh, that will be sponsored by uh, AIS, and that'll be at the Donato's on Tamarack Circle. So if you're new to kink, come on out, learn a lot, have fun, ask what questions you really want to ask, because that's a great place to do it in a non-threatening environment. Another great place to do it is to send it to us, and we'll take them right here on the BSing podcast, Abs- either the audio yep, or the yep, video. Yep. We can certainly... Field your questions. Field, Field your questions. Yes. Because we do have... We do have? We do have softball gloves. We haven't used them. <laughs> but we do have some. <laughs> so what is a way... Let, let me see. There's a, there's a few ways that you can get a hold of us. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to send questions, you can reach us on FetLife. I am at brat underscore Sheba. That's B-R-A-T underscore S-H-E-B-A. Mm-hmm. Um, I am on Twitter, brat underscore Sheba. Um, you can also catch me on um, Tumblr mm-hmm. at brat Sheba blogs. And you can catch me on um, Facebook at brat underscore Sheba. Did I say that? Yeah, I think so. No, I said Twitter. No, Twitter. Because I twat. You twat. I twat. And if you want to catch us, you can find us on FetLife. I am B-A-R-A-K. That's pronounced Eric with a B. Barrick. 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 So, yeah, let's take question number four. One more question. One more question. My husband recently told me that he wants me to dominate him. Does that make him a dominate? Does that make you a dominate? (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) Awkward silence. My husband recently told me that he wants me to dominate him. I was wondering if this COPE event is a place for beginners? Question mark. There seems to be a lot to learn on both sides of this coin. He has stated what he specifically wants, and I just need a roadmap to get there. Any advice? We just happen to have roadmaps available Saturday during the classes at COPE. Mm-hmm. We do. <laughs> we have several um, dominant women who are going to be teaching classes. We have Big Red from Atlanta, mm-hmm. who is a, a butch daddy dom. And we have... yeah. You're Just very, say that again, because it made me very happy. <laughs> say it one more time. Big Red is a butch daddy dom. I love it. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to meeting uh, Big Red. And then we have Mistress Simone. Who I know personally. Who is a lot of fun. She, and she's actually teaching a class on trampling and... Face sitting and something else. Yeah. All the good things there are about being a femdom. That's what she's teaching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you're interested in, in in having some experience or watching some experience or learning about um, some techniques for feminine domination, this is one of the classes that you don't want to miss. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so you're asking, is it a place for beginners? Totally. Mm-hmm. What you're going to find is that it, when you come to the... The first Friday night, we, we're going to have a welcome to the event for newcomers, and you're going to have sixty or seventy of your of your fellow new newcomers come to the come to this and get a lot of information. We're going to give you a, um, a rundown of what to expect at the event, what to not expect at the event, how to handle the event, 
what happens at the event, all of the things that will help you get started on having a wonderful event. Mm -hmm. So is it a place for beginners? A third of the people there with you will be beginners. Yeah. It's a great time to come and learn and to get out into your kink community Mm -hmm. and meet other like-minded people. And trust me, all of them either had the same questions when they first started Mm -hmm. out um, or had very similar questions. So don't be afraid to reach out to your neighbor and ask if you have a question. You know, if you see somebody doing something that you're interested in, wait till they're done with their scene and then talk to them, ask them. Mm -hmm. That's what these type of events are for. Yep. And if he has stated what he specifically wants, you're halfway there. Yeah. You're halfway there. You, you're, he's spoken into the space, spoken in between you, exactly what he's interested in. Now, you have to find the hot in it for you. Yeah. That's the big thing. You have to find the hot in it for you. Because when Sheba tells me, for instance, that there's something that she really wants to do, like earlier this evening when we were... <laughs> Involved in a little bit of hanky-panky. No, no, no. That was show prep. Oh, show prep. Right. <laughs> when we were prepping for the show this <laughs> evening earlier, um, Sheba likes to envision... Are you going to tell me a nasty little secret? I can't. Do you want me to? <laughs> <laughs> Sheba likes to um, lay my cock right on her clit, like right the base of my cock right on her clit, and she likes to jerk off my cock nice and slow and imagine that my cock is her cock. <laughs> right? And as she's doing this, she kind of rubs, 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 and uh, hello, I, I, I don't even have to you know, kind of like be there (laughs) other than a, be a penis for her. And it's, it's tremendously hot for me because I'm being objectified and I'm also being objectified and stimulated, which is, which is a lot of fun. Do you like being objectified? Not as much as I like being stimulated. (laughs) (laughs) I like being stimulated quite a bit. Yes. Did you like that? Good. And I I like, here's the thing. One of the things that I really like to do is, is get, get a rub. Get a rub. Is get a rub. And what I mean by that is I really enjoy having um, like wet pussy rubbed on the base of my cock, especially with some pressure, right? So as you're jerking off my cock, as you're slowly masturbating my cock, you're, you're pulling up those juices from your, from your cunt and it's creating that from the other side. So it, so that's where the hot is in it for me is that I get, I get, I get the rub. Mm-hmm. Right, I get the rub that I really like, which is you know wet, slick, cunt <laughs> on the base of my cock. I really love that, and I get the stimulation of your hand moving up and down the shaft. Love it, love it. Well, I'm glad that my kink works out for you. Yes. So back to the question at hand. <laughs> you know, he found what was hot in it for I, him. Yeah, that's what you have to do. While I'm objectifying him, and his penis becomes my penis, and I'm meeting my kink of having an actual. Biocock. Penis, a, a biocock of my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So look for when he tells you what he wants. Uh, needing the roadmap to get there is find the hot in it for you, and when you find the hot in it for you, figure out how to adapt what he wants and what you want into one cohesive action or one cohesive scene, and and that's going to make it really hot for both of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully that helps. Our other advice, since you were wondering if COPE is a place for beginners, join us at COPE. You'll have a great time. It is one of one of 
uh, the best events in the country, uh, even if we do say so ourselves. We do. We do, we do. <laughs> and a lot of people will tell you so, and we hope that you will join us. Absolutely. And something else that we forgot to mention mm-hmm. that's happening real soon is Sheba's little bike ride. Oh. Yeah. The annual AIS kink ride is happening mm-hmm. on, um, let's see. It's the 10th. Yeah. Saturday, August 10th. Saturday, August 10th, mm-hmm. starting at noon. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. I always like following you on your motorcycle. Do you? <laughs> I can see your butt go on both sides of the seat. Aw, hmm? that's sweet. And as you lean into curves, I think of myself as when I get reincarnated, I want to be a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> seat, actually. Yeah, but just yeah. the seat. Just the seat, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So this is our, is that our, is our third or fourth annual? It's our third. It's our third. Man. It's not our fourth, it's our third. Okay, I could have sworn it was our fourth. Yeah, because the first one got rained out. The second one ended a little early. <gasps> You're right. It is my fourth. Right. It is. Yeah, I'm thinking it is. I mean, well, if the first one got rained out, then it really is officially the third. Nah. But I'm going to count it as the fourth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. So get something hard and vibrating between your legs and join us at noon on Gender Road at the Bob Evans. That's where we're going to take off from. Mm-hmm. 12 o'clock, noon sharp, we're leaving, and we're headed into the Hocking Hills. Mm -hmm. Shine only. (laughs) Because I don't ride in the rain. Mm -hmm. I am a princess. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Thanks for listening to BSing with Barrick and Sheba. We'll be back on the first Monday of next month, which is September 2nd. And we'll be all excited about COPE happening just days from that moment. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. I'm done. You can go ahead and turn it off.